0: Oh, we woke podcast, we really woke, talking real life situations and we talking like what court, they too. doing on the field, and doing on the court, boxing and WWE and UFC, talking about the news too, just in case you ain't seen, movies, the music, the everything that's on TV, like, share, and comment, you know how it be, you need to tap in every Thursday of the week, Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn me up. Welcome back to the We Are Woke podcast, the realest podcast out the Midwest. I'm your host, Demetrius. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you haven't already, like, share, subscribe to the channel on um, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We on Google. What is it? Google Podcasts. And um, soon to be back on YouTube in the next week or two once I start doing these um Visuals again i'm gonna be putting the videos back on youtube. It's been a while it's been over six months for me to do a video, so i'm gonna be doing audio and video um wasn't able to make one last week. I ended up going on vacation I'm back to where I want to be in life as far as vacation was. I told myself I made a commitment to myself that once I was financially stable to where I know I can um I got that extra money around every three months, maybe every three to four months. I'm gonna take a trip, whether it's a a family uh, vacation or yeah, just a family vacation. I most of the time I spend my family. If I'm just taking my lady out on a um, on a vacation, or we taking the kids somewhere. But overall, I just want to be. I believe we all deserve a few trips a year, and that's something to look forward to. So um, we're we're getting that a little bit later on in the the show. But I end up going to Texas. I'll tell y'all all about that in a little bit. But, um, missed a couple sports, man. Um, I want to say UFC 277 passed. Uh, what was that? Money in the Bank? Was it Money in the Bank? No, SummerSlam just passed up. So I really won't get into those cards because since it's been over two weeks now, I'm going to just keep it moving into what we, um, had recently. And that was the, um, oh, damn. Hold up. Timeout. Let me, let me run it back. Let me, um, I ain't hit y'all with the quote of the day. What am I thinking? Let's before I get into these Before I get into these um topics, these segments, I just wanted to um, put up what the quote of the day was. And the quote of the day was due to personal reasons, I can never quit. That was from um the rapper Rick Ross. He left that up on his Twitter. Due to personal reasons, I can never quit. It's just um there's something in me. It's, it should be something to everybody. We wasn't born here. We wasn't born. We didn't come into this world to be a loser. Like we can't be giving up on certain shit. We can't give up on life. Like I think life is one of the best things ever. Going the best thing that ever happened to you because without life there is no you. You know if that makes any sense. But you can never quit anything that you put your mind to. You can achieve it if you can't. Just put it to the side for a little bit and come back to it. So that's all that is. But it's been a lot of shit I wanted to quit. Hell, I didn't had jobs where I was working for a while, and I just wanted to quit like a couple months into it because I seen the bullshit from the start. But instead, I put my plan together, and I walked away from the situation. So it's not technically quitting. It's just pretty much walking out on something. But when you um, walk away from something and um, you got a plan, that's the opposite of quitting. So don't be out here quitting on nothing you got going on. Anything you believe you can get, you can achieve that. You just got to put your mind to it and make shit happen. So um yeah, let's get into these sports. We're going to start off with um UFC, the UFC Fight Night over this week that I'm real shitty about because with my predictions while while I was on vacation, if you don't know, I'm like with the sports gambling apps um they got MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, all that type of shit. You gotta watch to see what states are not—they are not legal in yet—and Texas just happened to be one of them. I had no clue until I went in to put in my little bet slip, and it got denied and said that Texas wasn't a betting state, so I had to—I couldn't even make the bet. But the the crazy part about it is the whole main card—I went five and zero, oh, and I had all—I had every single fight right. I had the bet. It—I think I only put place like a five dollar bet at the time, but it was like seven hundred dollars. Because two of the people was underdogs. But yeah, I fucked around and couldn't make the bet. I wasn't thinking quick enough to um send it to, to my brother since he is an in indie to um make the bets for me. I wasn't quick on my feet. But anyways, just let's get into the um into the results of that card. The um, the first card on that main event I want to say was heavyweight Augusto Saki versus Sergi Spivak. And Spivak won round two knockout. He is just busting him up. He slammed him around a couple times and won. He won by knockout in the second round. Juliana Miller versus Brogon Walker. Juliana Miller won in the third round by TKO. I didn't catch that fight, but um, it looks like Juliana kicked her ass pretty good. Muhammad Usman. That is the brother of uh, uh, Kamar Usman, the champ, the welterweight champ. He went against the undefeated Zach Palga, and Usman, this motherfucker, he, I mean, he's a heavyweight. He's the heavyweight of his brother. I won't say he got the same head move. I, I won't say he had the same head movement, but he, he got the power of his brother. He got the same power as his brother, and he's the older brother. So he was able to lay Palga out. I, I want to say he hit him with a short left hook, and it just made him fall straight out on his ass. So that was a big win for him. I, I want to say he won the heavyweight ultimate fighter contract. So he is down in the UFC. Um, co-main event was Vincent Luque versus Jeff Neal. This fight I had Jeff Neal to win. I just feel like with him, he's an underdog for this fight. As another underdog, and I felt like he was he might be a little too fast for Lenik, and I was right about that. He jabbed him up pretty good. He dropped him about two or three times. I don't, I'm not sure. Did he get a? He he maybe got a couple of takedowns. But overall, it got to the third round, just too deep in the fight, and he TKO'd him standing up, made him fall face first. He hit him with a couple a nice little combo. Not a little combo. He hitting with a fucking ten, a ten-piece left-handed uppercut. Ten fucking hit uppercuts in a row and laid his ass out. So that, that was a pretty good fight. Uh definitely a big win for him to move him into possibly the top five. I wanna think they were both on the outside of um top five right now. I wanna say seven and six. Main event was Thiago Santos versus Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill won this one in round four by TKO. So Jamal Hill is the real deal. He has one loss, he's 11 and one. But as far as that light heavyweight title, he's definitely coming for it. I see all the potential in him. He um he needs to work on his takedown defense. He, he I wanna say he got took down maybe once or twice. But if he could, if he could keep people on their feet, he got the power to knock him out. And he loved jumping up with those high knees, taking a motherfucker out. And like I said, he put it together and picked up a very impressive win against Thiago Santos. So that was a dope fight. That's all I have for the UFC. Um, moving along into the sports, to the next sport topic, I just wanted to say, like I wasn't able to. I'm not sure if I did on two weeks ago on the podcast, but just wanted to say rest in peace to Bill Russell. He passed away at the age of 88. Um, If you don't know, Bill Russell, he's an 11-time champion uh, for the Boston Celtics. He had great battles against Wilt Chamberlain. I want to say they said he had a a better record than Wilt Chamberlain head-to-head. He um, sacrificed for his team. They said he could have averaged like 30- 30 and 30 pretty much every night, but instead he decided that he had a few people on his team that score, that could score easier than him. So he allowed that to let him rely more on defense. So he averaged an average of 15 rebounds a game. That's very impressive for a big man to average 15 rebounds for his whole career. So rest in peace to him. The league announced today that for the first time in NBA history, they will retire a single number for every single team, and that number is number six. That was the number he wore, I wanna say, in college and in the um, NBA. With the number six, that means that all the guys that have number six right now, including one of the top three, maybe the number one player in the league, LeBron James still, he wears the number 26, so it looks like he's headed back to number 23. So just a a show of respect, which I mean, I feel like he deserves it. He's 11 time champion. I don't think nobody won more championships than him. So rest in peace to Bill Russell. I'm glad they honored him in a great way. So that's all I have for the um, the NBA. Moving in, I want to speak on a little bit on the WNBA. We had some some tragic, to me it's tragic news because I feel like even though the NBA is a bigger platform, the WNBA should be treated with the same respect as they show, like the, the love that they show the NBA. And the reason why I say that is because you can't be sexist in this world. We have men basketball and then we have women and young girls that grow up and want to be basketball players. They can't go to the NBA, so they got the WNBA. And one of their top players, Brittany Grinder, she um just to rewind, she went to Russia, I want to say last year. They was doing a little tournament over there with the WNBA, the USA team, I wanna say. And she accidentally, to her knowledge, she accidentally forgot to take her vape pen or one of those vape carts out of her um, luggage. And she has been detained in Russia since then, since last year or earlier this year. With that said, she ended up playing guilty to the charges. She said it was a simple accident. Um, she forgot that the vape was in her, in her luggage and they ended up sentencing her to nine years. Now I've seen like, like I said with social media, I've seen the Twitters, the, um, the, the tweets, the people, uh, the Facebook posts, Instagram, all these posts and how I don't see how anybody in their mind can just come out and flat out say that she's dead wrong. Like, if you think about it in life, like, no, nobody has been perfect. Um, I know some people made a joke out and said she's been sneaking it over there since she's been going and this is the first time she got caught. That, that might be true. But you have to also think about this. You have to have some type of remorse for this lady because not only is she a WNBA player, she's somebody's daughter. She's somebody's wife. She um, got married, um, I want to say a year ago. I'm pretty sure her and her wife, they end up having a baby. And it's just, it's fucked up that I I know that we're into it with Russia and stuff like that. But when it comes to the government, we don't, they don't protect the, um, they need to protect our athletes a little bit better I feel like nine years is very harsh for one little vape pen. They said it was under a gram. If if you know anything about um, marijuana or anything less than a gram, that's from what I've seen, that ain't shit. If you you can look on Google and Google one gram, it's you look at that little piece, that little nug, and you are gonna realize, like, damn, dog, that is not worth no fucking nine years in prison. I do. I just feel like it's bullshit. I know that they a couple of weeks ago they were talking about doing a trade for her. And um a few people over there that's been stuck in Russia. They they try to they try to make a trade for her. Like and yeah, just to make a try to make a trade for somebody, I found I feel like that's just like you playing with somebody's life. This could have simply to me, I understand that it's not legal over in Russia, but they could have gave her probation or something back in the States. They didn't have to give her nine years in fucking prison. Like ain't no telling what's gonna happen to this woman. They they're not gonna treat her right because she's American. So I I just want to say um I hope this time flies for her. I hope she learns from a lesson. I hope there's a way that they can um get her out of there on um, good behavior like they do like in the states. I'm not sure how the the jail system is ran over to The prison is over in um, Russia, but overall I man, I just I feel like it's straight bullshit that they would keep this woman over there for nine years over a, a fucking vape. Pin. So yeah, that that's all I had to say about that. It's just bullshit. Just hoping it's time to go fast for that lady. And um praying for her family. Um, I said that's a big loss to be away from somebody for that long. Uh just a simple mistake. You going overseas and stuff, you gotta check them bags, you gotta check those rules. And I understand with her being a professional, she should have knew these things. But you're not gonna hit every pocket on your on your um luggage. It never happens like that. You can go in your luggage right now. And the last time you took a trip, it's something in there. It could be a fucking um some money, um, a purse, whatever, um, controller to a gang system, all type of shit could be up in your luggage still, and you wouldn't have no idea that it's been in there so long because you didn't empty the full bag. And that like I said, it's just something a simple mistake she made. So hope the time flies for her, man. And um prayers to her family. Moving along, I wanted to speak on they had a little bit of breaking news as for not a little bit of breaking news. Some breaking news that we've been looking for as far as boxing fans: Earl Spence Jr. versus Bud Crawford. It looked like it's going to be going down around November 12th or uh, November 17th. They're shooting um have that fight in um, in Las Vegas. This would be the biggest welterweight fight since Tom Tommy Hearns and um, Sugar Ray Leonard. This is one of those. This is one of them fights that everybody been waiting to see Um you know? Out outside of um Canelo and Triple G fighting next month, this is the biggest fucking call. I mean, this is the biggest fight that over the last ten years, I wanna say. I I'm looking forward to I'm team Spence. Uh my girl Brandy, she's um Spence, she's a Spence fan as well. So I'm just hoping that um they finally finalize that and I'm gonna look into them tickets. Even if we got sitting a nosebleed, we gonna we're gonna make it to this fight. I think that'll be a, a dope getaway right there definitely in November in Las Vegas it'd be the sun would be a little bit down it should be a little bit cooler out there by then so you keep your fingers crossed for that um this fight should have happened a while ago but now that it all makes sense they both got all the belts it's time to um make that undisputed champ at 147 and see who the the num- the true number 1 is since Canelo lost this i feel like this will put the winner at number 1 pound for pound list so keep your ears open for that I'm just hoping that that um, fight falls through finally. Um, a little bit of NFL news. If y'all don't know, just for starters, NFL preseason kicks off tonight. The Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens at 7.30 p.m. And what's the other game? We got two games tonight for the um preseason. The other one is the Giants versus the Patriots. So that's who we got for tonight. I know the, the preseason is not a big deal, but... For me, for the Titan for the Titans, me and my team, we drafted a lot of um we drafted a lot of young people this year, um, including our quarterback. We got us a running back, a couple of cornerbacks, a couple linemen. Like I wanna see all these dudes play. I wanna see how they will stand up, um, and start trying to earn them a spot. And our uh, number one pick, um, Burks the receiver. He should be playing tonight, so I just wanna see how these boys look out there and see if they gonna help because we lost A.J. Brown in the offseason. I wanna say like Zach Brown. Um, we lost two key players in the, one on the offense, one on defense. Well, we can include Julio, even though he didn't have a big season, we still gonna miss him next year. Well, this year coming up. So um, if you ain't got nothing to watch tonight, definitely watch some NFL preseason football. If you've been fiending for football to come back, it's my favorite sport to watch. So I'm always down to watch some football. Definitely when my team is involved, I'm going to watch every single game like I always do every year. So that's all I had as far as the preseason. The other news in the NFL, I wanted to speak on the Deshaun Watson situation. If you don't know, um, Deshaun Watson was accused of sexual assault from at least 24 women, and 23 of them um, dropped charges on him. And he got pretty much – they were saying like with him going to these – Massage parlors, he was trying to get like a happy ending in every motherfucker's house, man. Like It's it's fucking sad for him to have all this money and for him to be trying to do this shit. But I want to say overall, they said it's like 60 women that said that he did this shit. Anyways, 23 out of the 24 that's been accused so far have um, been paid out. The um, NFL came down with a suspension and they decided to give him six-game suspension. Now... That's a very license for um a light suspension for a player to do something like that. The NFL shouldn't tolerate it at all. It sounds like some Bill Cosby shit. Bill Cosby um did the same shit. Well, was accused of doing the same shit to at least sixty plus women, and um they made himself serve some prison time. Um Deshaun Watson has just got picked up by Cleveland Brown. Was traded to Cleveland Browns, and they gave him a two hundred plus million dollar contract, all the money guaranteed. Um, with these other women, they some of them are still coming forward, but the people in the NFL, most of the owners are not happy with them just coming down on him with this light sentence, this um, suspension of six games. So the NFL decided to appeal, well, the commissioner decided to appeal it, and he's looking to um, get Watson suspended for at least the entire year. And another thing they can throw in there is that what they can do, if they suspend him for the whole year, they're going to make him seek some type of counseling. And um, if they don't see any improvement, any more stories popped up, they're going to suspend him for another year. Um, if that doesn't work, they're just going to kick him out the league and maybe he'll end up doing some prison or jail time. So um, I, I, I can't stand behind nobody that um takes advantage of some shit like that. And um, I just lose respect for people, athletes, not just because your um, people have... People um, you have fans, but that you're a, you're a grown man with all these different women in the world, and you decide that you gotta assault them to get what you're trying to get at. I don't know what what he's been watching like if he's a porn addict or some shit, but he just stepped out of place, and I just feel like it is very uncalled for, so whatever suspension they give him it's gonna be deserved and um, I hope he learned from this lesson because I said just. It's crazy for him to be doing all this. We live in a world now, social media world, that a lot of these women, I can only imagine as an athlete, a lot of these women going to be in your inbox and your DM trying to um, skip town with you or some shit. The ones that got the check bar, those are the most popular ones. Go get you some of that or something, man. The ones that's actually trying to give it to you. Don't go somewhere that you um, fucking with somebody's job because at the end of the day, what I go back to is this could be somebody's mama, this could be somebody's daughter, this somebody's family member, and you wouldn't want it to happen to yours. So, I said Deshaun Watson knock that shit off, man. Like, said some corny shit that he did, but I said we'll see what the NFL says about that. Um, is that all I had? I got one more thing. Well, before I get into the WWE, before I get into a little bit of sports talk, I just want to say next week on August 16th, Madden will be released a couple days earlier with the official game dropping August 19th, next Friday. So for all my Madden heads out there, be looking forward to next month. I mean, next week with these um Madden finally dropping Madden 23. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am about to start my stream streaming back. Um, the tech, the Titans, the Titans Messiah 217. I got a Facebook page. If you haven't already, go um, like that page and start following me. What I'm going to do is start streaming all my games. I'm in one league, so I'll probably be sh- streaming that as well. But I'm going to just give y'all some good content. I'll probably talk a little bit of um, sports talk. Just the shit I talk about on podcast, I'm going to talk about on the show. Just to um, get my viewers up, man. I just want to reach out to people and whoop on somebody's ass with the Titans. So be looking forward to that. The stream is going to be dope. I can't wait to see what it's going to look like after a while and how I'm going to sneak into this top 10 of the Madden players in the world in the Facebook gaming. They're getting paid. A lot of people are getting paid. So if you're a gamer, if, if you play the game weekly, get you a Facebook gaming page and start getting paid for this shit. Get that shit monetized. Get you some ads and all that and start making some money off this shit, man. Like we live in a world right now that this money, it's so much money being thrown at us that we ain't had thrown at us before. And we need to take advantage of that so we can get ahead, you know. So um, that's all I had to say about Madden. The other thing I want to talk about before I get out to sports is um, WWE. What the the um what what they've been looking like since Vince McMahon has stepped down, since he's um been released from the WWE, will retire from the WWE. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and Tony Khan, I want to say, is um, co-owner in it. They have been making some powerful moves, and it, it's been um, it's been great to be a wrestling fan. Oh, this last over these last two weeks, I want to say after um, SummerSlam, as far as the women's division, Bailey came back and she brought um, Leah um Io Sky and Dakota Kai with her from um, NXT. So that's big for the women's division. Um, all three of those women they interrupted the match with uh, Becky Lynch and. Bianca Belair, so that's a couple more people to challenge for the belt. Um that's that's dope for the women's division. The women's division they they got a lot of um a lot of women there that could challenge for the belt and it's making it more interesting than um having it like how they had the four horsemen with um Bailey Flair, um Sasha Banks and um I can't remember who the other person was. Ronda De- no, not Ronda Rousey. It is it is a couple people but um yeah, Becky Lynch Sasha, yeah, Sasha Flair and, um, Sasha, yeah, whatever. They, um, it just, it's, the wrestling's been good. As far as the men's wrestling, over the week, last week, um, Drew McIntyre won a match and it put him in the main event to, uh, go against Roman Reigns soon. And, um, he came out to talk to Roman Reigns or whatever, and he got attacked from behind from the returning Kieran Cross. If y'all don't know, Kieran Cross has been one of my favorite wrestlers over. I want to say the last one or two years. He was on NXT. I didn't catch him in when he was in Impact, but with NXT, he is one of the probably the best on NXT. He got bumped up to the um to the main card, and they they switched his appearance. They stopped bringing his um girl out with him, Scarlet, and um they put him in some type of uniform. Like the shit was corny, but. It just didn't work out. They ended up releasing him due to funds, and um, he came back. He looked bigger. He got a, he got um he went away from the bald head. He got his original entrance back with his um his girl and all that shit. They little scheme that they do when they come out, and he came out and beat the hell out of Drew McIntyre. And um, Scarlet, his lady, put the um, the time clock up in the um ring to let him know like that. That's his little um little shit TikTok. You put that motherfucker in the ring, and once that shit run out, that means it's time for him to get whatever he's going for, and it looks like he's going after Roman Reigns' title. So, just with that being said, it seems like if they don't put Cross into this fight that's coming up in the next month or so, they're, they're going to either put it as a triple threat or Kieran Cross is just going to get um he's going to get a one on one match with um Roman at some point and possibly win one of them belts because they're trying to get it to where. As far as the um the main belts, they want one on both brands. So one on Raw and one on SmackDown. The Bloodline currently have both heavyweight titles and both tag team titles. So I'm hoping they give Kieran Cross a chance. I, I would love to see it. With him being back, like I said, the, the heavyweight division is dope. That's my favorite division anyway. That's the main belt on wrestling. So I just want to see if they're going to give him a chance. Triple H seems like he's very high on him, so... I can see it happening very soon. The other person that came back before I wrap this up was um Dexter Loomis. If y'all don't know him, he's like um he is on NXT as well. And he's like um like a serial killer, like a stalker. He got this crazy look, these crazy eyes, and he just go around like stalking people, and that's how he plots for his next victim or whatever. And um he ended up showing up at the end of Raw, and I I wanna say it was a match between AJ Styles and Maybe the Miz, and at the end he was up in the crowd with the um, security snatching him out, pulling his hoodie off, um, showing that it was him. And like they didn't get the reaction they want because it was at the end of the show. I think they just had a like they said it was a bad camera angle, so um the commentary wasn't able to like go crazy. My like, oh shit is Dexter Loomis he's back in the WWE or some shit. But overall WWE looks like they um. They back to where they need to be. they going to, their ratings are definitely going to shoot up because AEW has been on their ass lately. Speaking on a- AEW, before I wrap this um, sports segment up, CM Punk made his return last night. So that's big for AEW. Just when you feel like WWE was taken completely back over, the um, AEW world champ has returned after being off for a couple of months from um, a injury. He returned at the end of the match with, um, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, versus Chris Jericho. They had a great match. Um, Jericho almost won the match a couple times, but overall, um, John Moxley was able to retain. They ended up jumping him at the end of the match, and out of nowhere, seeing punk music hit, the crowd went crazy, and he came down running down. Um, they cleaned house, and it was just them in the ring. The interim champ and the um, world champ, they had a little face-off. John Moxley bumped him out the way like he ain't shit like I'm the real champ or whatever. So AEW and WWE they doing their thing right now and it's a it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. So for all my wrestling fans, if you haven't been watching wrestling all these the rumors y'all been hearing have been true so far. So keep tuning in, make sure y'all um checking out um Rampage and um AEW on Wednesdays and Friday. Check out Raw and Smackdown on Monday and Friday. So that's all I have for sports. Let me take a quick break. So let's get into a little bit of news. And man, 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 it's going to hurt a couple of people feelings, but I hate to be uh, or sound like a little bit like Charlemagne, but I, I told you motherfuckers about that goddamn PPP loan. Something told me that all these people that's getting approved for it, making up these businesses and shit, Y'all gonna get y'all money. Y'all found a little glitch in the matrix. But at some point, they, gonna, they were gonna start tracking down this, tracking down these folks that got these um these loans. Because if you haven't learned anything in life, when somebody owes you money, they gonna find a way to get it. When you owe them money, they're gonna find a way to get it. It's as simple as that. Um when it comes to these loans, a lot of people got these loans knowing that they didn't have a business. So that was strike one. Just putting yourself in a situation that you got to lie. A lot of these things, like when you usually when you apply for a loan or something, they, they have you check a, um, a box on there that says that you approved that all this information that you were leaving behind is true as possible. So if you lie on there, you're going to have to face the consequences so the um president President Biden decided that he he decided to extend this bill to um track down these people that got these loans for I want to say for the next decade. So if you got away with it the first two years, be looking forward to the um consequences that's coming within these next ten years. Don't try to go live your life and think everything perfectly. You're going to be able to slip under this. It seems seriously that they are going to do a deep dive into every single last one of these places. And the thing about it, I seen the list. It's a lot of motherfuckers I know on that list and I'm um I said I can't hope and pray for y'all. I hope y'all praying for your damn self but I'm you know what? I'm gonna pray for you cuz that's the right thing to do. I'm gonna pray for y'all that got these loans and hopefully they take it easy on y'all but they talking about they trying to they can give you up to 10 to 25 years behind this shit. And it's a lot of people on those. that had loans for over a million dollars. It was a few of them that was over a million dollars. Of um, several was five hundred k. Several were over a hundred k. Like some big ass, massive loans that they went and got and got approved for. This money went and did the wrong shit. And the thing when I say the wrong shit is um as far I'm speaking to the minorities because when it when it comes to this. If you look at the breakdown of who got accepted for all these PP loans, the majority you should know is the minorities. And what we did, I've seen a lot of people, the ones I know that got approved for this shit. You see them, a lot of them, they got brand new whips. They got brand new fresh clothes. They went and, they went and finally got them stinking ass true religion parents they were trying to get back in 2018. They finally got their fucking hands on them. And they just went wasting money on the wrong shit. If I would have got that fucking PPP loan, with the way the stock market is right now, and I would have threw some money in there. I would have doubled that shit up or tripled that money just in case they like what they doing now. That they would have come back, I got that money set to the side. Like, look, I understand that I got approved for this shit. The money's still there. I never spent a fucking dollar of that money. And maybe you can get off that way. But if you just spent all that little 100K that little eighty k, fifty k, whatever, and that money is all gone. The best thing for you to do is start saving up or spending time with your family because, like I said, they they plan on giving, they plan on going down hard on these folks. They they talk about ten to twenty five years. So, like I said, man, I, for those that put themselves in that situation, I hope y'all y'all know that what y'all put y'all family at risk. Um, y'all might be going to do some time. Like I'm not trying to talk down on y'all, but I just feel like it was a it was a dumb move to make. I know, like the. Um, Inflation was down and all that type of shit that people weren't getting money right. A lot of people losing their jobs, going through these rough times, these um, COVID and all that type of stuff. But, man, like I said, all this shit comes with consequences. So for those that got that loan out there, man, y'all just watch out back and be prepared if the motherfuckers come for you. Please have that money for them people. Because if you don't, your ass going to jail. Um, On a serious note, I mean, that was a serious note, too, but. I just want to talk about a few more topics before I got out of the news, because I feel like a lot of the shit that we see on TV that I, I hate talking about these crazy deaths and stuff like that, it's just, for my for my platform, for my podcast, I just want to reach out to people and be their voice, even if I get to a couple of people, that somebody's out there seeing the same shit y'all seeing for for these topics I'm going to talk about, and um I just want to say, man, we got to, at the end of the day, what I want to get at is that we got to protect our people and, um, check our people mental, see where they at. Like if they in any type of harm's way, um, we need to step up. We need to let somebody be alert about what's going on with their life. It is not snitching. It's giving a fuck about your people. And, um, just speak on this first situation that, um, happened, this tragic that, um, happened over the week in, um, where was this at? Down in Philadelphia, a um, Philly man was taken into custody for stabbing his fiance and leaving her li- uh, lifeless body inside of a um, a car inside of a truck. And um, the most painful part about this is that um, not only did the mom die, but they had six kids together, all girls. Um, just listen to the ages: ten, eight, six. Five, four, and five months, six girls, all fucking girls, and they lost their mom to their dad, and the reason why was because he said that he thinks that she was cheating on him, and that's where I want to stop at with these relationships. you can never tell who's having a who has a good relationship or who's going through the worst because. With social media, everybody nowadays, they just want to put that, that one picture up of y'all smiling together in a profile picture. And everybody likes the picture and think y'all doing good and make y'all that gold couple to be. But they don't know what's going on behind them closed doors. Um, it's a lot of abusive men in this world. It's a lot of abusive women in this world. And having kids involved, we should know that at some point we need to walk away. We, we have to... Look herself in the mirror and if we feel like we can't, if I can't go no farther with this woman or she can't go further with this man, like y'all not growing no more, all y'all do is argue. Um, This man put his hands on you, she put her hands on you. They, y'all cuss each other out, y'all make each other life miserable. Walk away from the sit- system. Just walk away from the situation, not the system, walk away from the situation, the whole relationship. I understand that kids are involved, but just because you have kids with somebody, don't mean that you have to be with that person for the rest of your life. We are here to be happy. We are here to produce and make our kids happy and pass on the good from us so they can pass on the good to the next generation when they decide to have kids or settle down. But at no point is it right for a man or a woman to put their hands on each other and um, feel like it's okay to keep keep doing this shit until y'all drive each other crazy or somebody ends up dead, literally. And like I said, with this situation he um he admitted to killing her. he said that he felt that she was cheating on him. He also admitted that once he killed her, he left her in the car up in the truck. He got on the highway and went and did some heroin and that's why he was acting all crazy and shit when he got turned in but um i just, I just want to give a prayer out to this um family um what is it her last name is Lockhart to the Lockhart family. She's leaving behind six. Daughters, and on top of this, what's even worse is that she had pr- protection from abuse order on this dude, but they were living with each other. So it's like it wasn't a way of getting away from this man, unless he um she decided to pack up the kids. And like I said, it could be hard. I- I've come up in a um one parent household where well, actually I had my mom and grandma, but not having a dad in the house, it could be depressing at times because you can feel as as a man. Being um taught by a woman how to be a man is, is quite um it could be stressful because a woman is a woman a man is a man it's certain things that a man needs to teach a man to teach a boy at an age to um make him go further in life with certain things it's certain things that a woman can't teach that man they can give a a, a young man a, um advice that's what my mom and grandma did and they did a hell of a job with it but after a while. I um I had mentors, older men that was mentors for me in the military and it helped me um become the man I am today, including for my mom and grandma, but I was still lacking not having a father around twenty-four-seven. And um like I said, it's just a sick feeling to know that this man decided that he had to kill this woman instead of walk away from the situation. If he felt like she was cheating, you know what, I don't think I could be with you. Let's go to court and um get this joint custody thing going. Um, let's figure out a schedule what worked best for us. I don't want I don't have no any ill will towards you, but I wanna work it out for the kids. As far as me being a great father of them, um just because we're not together we can still make these kids happy. And he decided to take another route. He just said, I'm gonna kill you and take you away from um the kids and not only that, now <coughs> excuse me, now they don't have a father, so they don't have a mom or a dad because now his dad the dad's gonna be doing the rest of his life in prison because like I said, you just killed the woman that um you had six children with, man, like it's, it's bullshit. Um, if you've been, I'm not trying to turn this to like a hotline or something, but it, if you've been abused by somebody, don't be scared to reach out to your family members. Even if you feel like they can't do nothing, reach out to it. Like and if it's a man beating on you, reach out to your brothers, reach out to your dad, your uncles, somebody gotta be around to put these motherfuckers in check or if you got to take it to the police, do what you got to do to protect your peace. Because like I said, this shit happens to men and women. Like it might sound soft as a man, but like if a man going through some shit like that, you need to walk away from that. She's putting your hands on you, putting they, putting her hands on you, and you don't want to have to end up hitting her back. And you feel like you're going to have to come to blows with this woman. Walk away from the, the situation. Um, Get somebody to check that shit. Go to the police, do what you got to do. and. Overall, man, if y'all got kids, protect these kids, man, because ain't no way, like, I can only imagine, like, what this whole family going through. And then just think about a five-month-old year child that's seeing mom and dad around. All you can do is just see and feel, like, the love or the hate that they had going through their body. And one day you got to grow up and realize that you don't got your mom because she died. She got killed by your dad, and your dad is serving the rest of his life in prison. So prayers to that family. They got a GoFundMe um, page up. Y'all can look into it for the Lockhart's family. I'm pretty sure if you um, search it, you'll find the GoFundMe. And they're trying to um, surpass 30000 So if you got a little bit of extra change, you feeling like helping somebody out with some financial support for these six little girls, reach out and um, help out with that GoFundMe account, man. I said it's fucking tragic that has happened. And uh, the last news I want to get into this, I won't say it's even worse, but it's just... It's just some shit is just like unheard of at times, you know, and um that was with me being in Indiana. I was at work today, and one of the um older people came up to me and asked me, "Did I hear about this um funeral director that um died?" And I was like, "Nah, I, um I want to say when I was at the gym yesterday, I seen something pop up that um a funeral director passed away, and he's well known here in Indiana. So I'm thinking like, oh, he just passed away of old age. No." This young this older guy, how old is he? I want to say he's in his 50s maybe. He might be around, I want to say maybe 40, 50 years old. He's a he's an older cat, but um they said he's a very loving, a very loving um funeral director. He's been like cutting deals for people for those that couldn't um Pay for these funerals for the cremation and all that type of stuff. He was finding ways just so they people could get buried the right way. Anyways, he um he got robbed and they these um young gentlemen shot him. But well, these young savages, is what we call them, in the uh the media, and that's exactly it's a difference. Like when they label some people savages for doing stupid shit, that's the label that they deserve. We can't go around just say, "Oh, he's just a little uh, innocent black dude." No, we can't do that. We gotta um. Hold our people accountable, any race, but when it comes to this, man, like just being an Andy it's scary to know that like somebody would kill a funeral director like that's some crazy shit. a person that's planning people's funerals for them, they family members, and you decide to kill them. What they said happened was he was um he stays behind his um the funeral home, and he was going home. I want to say he is a bike rider, a motorcyclist. And he was going home. He was getting on the bike, and he was on the phone speaking to somebody. And two gentlemen, uh, one 18, the other one was 19, pulled up on him on bikes and demanding his wallet. And I guess once they got the wallet, one of the dudes, the the 18 year old, I want to say, shot him and um it killed him killed him while they were um trying to get him over to the hospital. So, um, what else did they say? They say that. The dudes, they they got away in a um, stolen SUV, and the one that um, the other one, yeah, the thirteen year old that didn't shoot, he um put his gun down and surrendered. The other guy that shot it, um, he ended up trying to shoot. After he shot the dude, the um director, he ended up trying to shoot um one of the police. The, the police SUV he shot right into the windshield. Luckily, none of the police was in there, so. Whatever these young men got coming, I'm pretty sure the one that shot and killed him, um, he's going to do life in prison. The 18 year old that was with him, guilty by association. That's just how it is. A guilty by association. You around somebody that did that. Y'all stole this man wallet. Y'all killed somebody that was planning funerals for just about this whole side of Indy where these um people at. And like I said, it's fucked up that that's the world we live in. I, I can't remember this quote this old head gave me that was telling me the story, but he said his mama told him something on the lines of, we don't live in a cra- crazy world, it's just the people are crazy. Something like that, something on that on the lines of that. And when he said it, it made sense to me. It was that this world is not crazy. It's just the people that's not getting a mental check, they, feeling, they not feeling love, they just ain't got no conscience. They going out here, I'll kill whoever the fuck I want to, I'm not worried about the consequences. I'll go to prison for the rest of my life. A lot of these dudes, they do this shit, snap out and shoot somebody. And as soon as they get sentenced, they break it down crying because they'll never see their family again. They'll never hear from their family again. Because when you go to prison, you going in there with the motherfuckers that really did some, that had a reason to do what they did or got caught doing some shit they wasn't supposed to do. So for you to be a coward and shoot an old person, a senior citizen... It's pathetic and like I said, man, at the end of the day they pay for this shit. Like I don't wish no bad on nobody, but I just pray that when it when it comes to um just any race, we just gotta do better, man, of policing our own, like reaching out to people. When we feel like they're hothead, we gotta be the ones that calm them down. We gotta try to get them to um seek help. But um at the end of the day, we can't help nobody that's not willing to help themselves. And apparently these dudes probably did some shit like this before by robbing people, and they just felt like this was the person they wanted to rob and had the most money that day and they they took that man life man it's, like I said it's a sick feeling um prayers to him and, um I said just a a big loss to the community from um, Indiana out there on um I think they sit out there on close to Lafayette Road. this happened over the weekend, but yeah man, um, prayers to mr Dixon um the third um from B. um Dixon Memorial Chapel and Cremation Service. That's where he worked at. So his daughters was in the news talking about it, like how what a, a legend he was and what type of teacher he was. Like just always being great to them. And now they don't have a dad because two young, simple minded motherfuckers decided to take their life. Take his life, man. It's it's tragic, man. It's it's fucking tragic. But um let's let's move on to a little bit of just a, a brighter note, man. Like I said, it's a lot of sad news, but I just feel like on my podcast, I want to talk about it all and just give my thoughts and opinions on certain things. And I mean, y'all might see it a different way, but I said, right is right and wrong is wrong at the end of the day. Um, getting into a little bit of music that I heard over the weekend. I heard, um, what's my boy's name? He read with Larry June, uh, Jay Worthy. I want to say he's from out in, um, Toronto, Canada, I just found this out a couple of days ago. Jay Worthy and um, Harry Fraud released a, um album, a mixtape called You Take the Credit, We'll Take the Check. And just a few songs out there I've seen that um I like were um, Believe, Good Looking, Pacific Coast Highway, Winnipeg Winners, and Six Figure Strolls. Again, that's Jay Worthy and Harry Fraud. You take the credit, we'll take the check. That's out on Apple, Spotify, all your um streaming platforms. The other um artist I heard, this I heard um this dude named G Per Perkyo. He had a, a single called Tango. And I just fucked with, it. I just like the way he is rapping on the beat and shit. He sounded like I want to say probably like California, he got that California swag. And um he dropped the tape, or well, EP because it had like five, six songs on it. And it's called 111th 11th East. And on those song on that um, EP, a few songs I liked on there out of the six that he had, I think one of them is an intro, and I can't remember what the other one was called. But the my my favorite ones on there were um, Young and Restless, Eventually, That's My Dog, and Confession. So both of those tastes is pretty decent if you're looking for something different to listen to. This is my first time giving both of these dudes a, um, a test run on their music. Um, I heard Jay Worthy rapping with Larry Jones, so I was like, I might like some of his music. But Harry Fraud, like I said, I've been saying, I say it again, I've been saying since last year, Harry Fraud been on a crazy run with these beats, and he been he been serving everybody with. it, So every time you see a a tape out with Harry Fraud on, at least give it one run. I've been listening to these same songs for a little while, a couple um days out the week. So like I said, it's solid music if y'all looking for something new to um listen to. Moving along, let's get into TV shows. I haven't, I didn't get to talk about TV shows last week, but I've been catching up on, I've been watching The Westworld. I'm going into season two on that. It's been pretty solid. But the TV show I want to talk about today was um, The Shy. And I want to say The Shy is in season, the season four, maybe? Let me see. The Shy, I want to say, no, season five. Oh, yeah, season five. I'm not sure if this is the finale. Um, I mean, the last season, or um, they're going to do a couple of more, but I just wanted to give a, a quick breakdown, not too many spoilers, but what's been going on lately on the show. And um, for those that watch it, I mean, like if you haven't watched it, The Shire is pretty much based on some young teenagers, um, adults, families growing up in Chicago. It's been out for like two, maybe three years on Showtime, so... Um, it's just something like, just to watch, It's it's been pretty decent. I've liked it. It's been the main characters from the first season. They end up not being on, not being into season two, but overall the seasons have still been good. I thought they would have fell off like a major fall off, but they've been able to hold their own recently on this one. So salute to the Shah, still holding it together. Um, just a few things have been going on. So with this season, season five, um, Jakey, he is involved with the Gemma girl that was um with Kevin at one point. They um end up breaking up, and she got with Jakey. Well, fast forward, Gemma is pregnant right now. At the moment, on the episode I'm on, she's pregnant. So that's been going on. Um, Trig, Jakey's um older brother is pretty much pissed off about the situation because she wants to keep the baby, um, and Jakey wants to keep the baby. He wants to show he could be a good dad and all that. But um, his brother Trigg is um, running for councilman in Chicago, so he feels like if this gets out in the media that his teenage brother is having a baby with somebody else up in the, um, whatever it's called, up in the, with the councils and the councilman or whatever, whatever the, uh, in the community, somebody, somebody's involved with the, um, Gemma's dad. Gemma's dad is, a part of the um, the community council thing as well. So, they don't want any dirt on their name or anything to make it seem like he can't focus on being like the number one councilman out there. Hate to confuse y'all, but I, I couldn't remember what the hell that shit was for. For shit. Um. So yeah, he got a lot on his plate. He um, what else was going on? Gemma dad doesn't want her to have the child this early, and just because they're in high school. They're about to be going off to college. Um, she's too young. He just he doesn't want her to throw his life away to start um a family with a with a newborn and college is right around the corner. She just gotta start getting offers and stuff like that. So they don't want that to happen. Another thing that's been happening on there, um, Emmett and Keisha have gotten back together. If y'all don't know, Emmett used to fuck with Keisha back in the days. Like, this is how the the um, the shots start off with them being involved with each other. They just messing around, and um, Emmett and Tiff were still together. I guess her, yeah, he was just doing his thing, but he always felt that he can um be something with Keisha. Like I guess he felt that way, but um when him and Tiff decided they was gonna get a divorce, Tiff and um Keisha became cool with each other, and um, Emmett just went to if you want to call it like putting his dick on the shelf. He decided he wasn't going to be having sex with women because it's been a downfall for him. He got a lot of kids. He didn't want to just be having sex with women. He wanted to raise his kids and show that he could be a great dad, a better dad than his pops. And um, he was doing a great job. And next, like fast forward, him and Keisha find their ways back to each other after all these years. So Tiff is feeling the way because she, um she moved on. She decided that she was going to move on with her boyfriend who was played by, Amon Shefford, the NBA player, well, the old, the um, ex-NBA player. And um, he's feeling some type of, she's feeling some type of way because she see the image, changing his image up to be a, a better father. But she feels a type of way because her and Keisha been real close. They consider each other best friends. And now you back with her baby daddy when y'all used to fuck with each other at the beginning when, like, I wouldn't even fucking with you. So it's understandable, but at the same time, it's like, to me, Tip just trying to have her cake and eat it too. Like she want Emmett to be put up and not messing with nobody. But um, I said shit happens. Um, uh, What else was going on with this? Emmett, Mama, and um, his pops they end up getting back together. The mom end up dropping the young dude, the young massage, the massage, the young masseuse dude that was coming through cracking her back. He and she ended up fucking with him and all that, but she just felt he was too young for her and. They, um, dad Daryl, um, Emmett Dad's Daryl decided like he wanted to get back with his old lady from back in the day. So that's all that's been going. Well, the last thing that's been going on is Gemma got a gig with, um, Raisha. Ra- Raisha, that's, um, Papa's ex girlfriend now. She's been considering her little rap, um, her little rap career. And Gemma is her, um, is her manager. So she's been trying to tell, like, how to, work on her stage present and stuff because she feel like she got bars and shit. She just ain't got no stage presence. She don't know how to rock rock the crowds and shit yet. So that's all that's been going on right now in this season. Um, I said, I don't know if this is the last season. It's a lot that can be still done with this um, this series. So hopefully this is not the last one. But if y'all looking for something to watch on TV, check out The Shy. It's on season five. It's on Showtime. Definitely check that out. Let me know what y'all um thought about that. Moving along, I want to get into, um, like I say what I was doing over the week, and I decided, well, me and my lady and my my daughter and my youngins, we are we um, went on a family vacation, and we decided that we were going to Dallas, Texas, and we went out to Dallas, Texas. This was all of our very first time going. I want to say it's about twelve, thirteen of us on the plane. Um, a lot of things happened out there. A lot of a, a lot of great things. Um, a lot of things I was like, I mean, I, we could have did without, but I mean, it is what it is. We Overall, it was a great trip. I just wanted to share a couple places I ended up going out there and like just what it felt like being down there. Like for one, just to start it off, it was hot as fuck down there in Texas. I don't salute to the folks that stay out in Dallas, Texas in general. Like it was hot as fuck, like some Arizona, Okinawa, Japan type dry heat, just, just, just too fucking hot. It was a hundred degrees every day. Luckily, her, um, my girl, uncle got this huge pool that maybe, shit, you could get like 100 people in that damn pool. We went over to his house. Uh, we was down there for five days. I wanna say about two or three days out of those five, we went to his house just to get in the pool. Um, so let me see, what did we do first? The first day we pretty much got there, and we were just chilling and stuff, tried out a, a little bit of food. Um, a, a few places we ended up going to, we went to Whataburger um, that first day. Um, after that, we went back to his crib, to his uh, her uncle crib. Got in the pool for a little bit. Just um, stayed down there, had fun. Had a little bit of drinks and shit. Just chilling, vibing with the family and all that. Um, the next day, we ended up going to the water park. So that morning, was that that morning? Nah, we, did we go to Waterburger? I think we went to, um, damn, I can't remember what spot we went to. We went to some spot that had some good breakfast, um French toast and everything. I don't think it might have been Whataburger, we went for the breakfast it was Burger. We went there for breakfast um that next day. After we went there we went to the um a water park. I can't recall what it was called, but they had some crazy rides out there. Again, it was hot as fuck. They um it's one of those like most of the pool places they got the um, lazy river. So you get up into the little big big ass floaty and just ride around, I mean just lay down and just ride through the the lazy river was lazy river which was um pretty cool it is one way to cool off. They had a ton of um a ton of fucking different shit there at the um the pool place. Um a few of them were just too high up in the air for me, but I stepped out and did the impossible. I didn't I don't like getting on big rides and going down um, big slides. And I went up, where the, where the, um, where the um, pool place is located, is right by the highway. So once you go up them stairs, you can see over the entire highway, the shit's breathtaking when you don't really fuck with height. So when I got up there, I felt like my knees was locking up on me and shit. But the only thing that calmed me down was when I looked in front of me and I seen like some seven or eight year old kids right in front of me, smiling. And they, they saying they didn't do did this shit a couple of times. So I was like, man, I'm 35-year-old man. I'm going down this goddamn slide. So we ended up racing and all that. I end up busting their ass on there. I got I want to say I beat them the first time. We went on a couple rides out there. But um, overall, it was very fun out there. It just got too hot at the end. So we had to get up out of there. Um, I want to say that night we came back. We were just relaxing or whatever. Same thing um that next night which was saturday night no friday we end up taking our daughter to the um pepper pig place out at the mall and out there well i'll take that back once we left the um we, we end up going no yeah the next day we end up going to the mall we did a little bit of shopping and we went to the pepper pig um playhouse this was dope for her because it had 14 different rooms and it was like, it was a huge ass place. I got a, I posted a lot of pictures on my social media. Um, it was just, it was just fun to see my daughter have a, a great time. As I told y'all, if Peppa Pig wasn't to hug my daughter back or give her a handshake when she walked up to her, I was going to beat the fucking oink oink out that motherfucking pig. And sure enough, when she seen Peppa Pig, she ran up to Peppa Pig and gave her the biggest hug. And Peppa Pig hugged her back. And like I said, Emery had a great time. They had the um the little bus that they used on the show. If you haven't watched the TV show, if you're a parent and watch Peppa Pig, you know everything on there. The um mama pig, daddy pig, um the little brother George, all of them. Every, they had all of them there. It it was a great time. You've seen just how happy the kids were. My daughter, she showed her ass for a little bit. And it was when Peppa Pig came out because... Everybody was going around the line up to um to meet Peppa Pig, but she wanted to be first in line. So when we put her in line with us, she just lost her mind. But soon as she seen it was her turn to go up there, she ran up there, gave her a hug. Peppa gave her a hug back, took some pictures with her, and overall it was a great time. The mall we went to out there after that was the um it's in the mall actually. It's called the Grapevine Mall. And in that mall, it's like Maybe a hundred, a hundred and fifty stores. So we went pretty much all the way through it. We was in there for maybe two, maybe three hours. They got the American cookies. Anybody ever had the American cookies? Great American cookies. They got some of the best cookies ever made as soft as hell. Um we we crashed a couple of them spots up. We um ate at the food court. We went through like a lot of stores, Nike. A lot of the places had um, a lot of shit on sale, like Crocs and stuff. For those are weird Crocs, a lot of stuff was on sale. So overall, we just went out there, had a good time, walked through the mall, and um, had us a little shopping spree for the most part. Um, that final day out there, that um, was that so that shit happened on Friday, Saturday morning. We um went to. We rolled down to the Dallas Stadium. I think that was pretty neat. Being um, even though I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, it was dope to see a um the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. It's huge. I think they said it's over a billion dollars. We weren't able to take the tour because it was already sold out. So what we did was we went to the side of the building where you can like see the whole picture of the dome. You can stand right in front of it and take pictures. So we jumped out. The um security and stuff, they was cool. They let us come out there, take pictures. They ain't say nothing like I was flipping them off. Um, a couple of people was acting like out they was fake pissing on the stadium and everything. Like It, it was cool. It was very impressive to see how big their stadium is. And um, what else we see while we was downtown? We seen the, um, I don't know much about baseball, but they, they got the um, stadium right next door to them, the Texas Rangers. We seen that. We seen people walking around there. And then on a drive back to um, through Dallas, we um seen the Dallas Mavericks um training facility, I seen it on the on on the right side, but on the left side I didn't catch the um the stadium for the um, Dallas Mavericks, so I wasn't able to catch that the court for them, but um overall it was great. I want to say the last thing we did down there, we went to the um I guess they bowling hours are well known. They got one called the AMF Lanes. Um, it was I liked it out there as well. That was the last thing we did, man. Um. I don't know if it was because they can tell we was from out of town up in there, but they show love on the drinks. Like, I, I'm really not a big drinker, but I end up getting like a double shot of Hennessy. I was, I just wanted to enjoy myself for the last night. I got like a double shot of Hennessy and it felt like they like I drank a fucking gallon of Hennessy. So I was all over the place when we played bowling. We had um like seven people bowling. Yeah, seven of us bowling. And um I started off real bad, but closer to the end I ended up getting like three strikes in the last three or four frames and um I end up coming back winning i usually don't never win in bowling but this night i, I hit the last three strikes and i um end up taking the lead but um overall it was a it was a great trip it was a couple of um bumps there and there like as far as with my daughter this was her first um her first flight and um like her ears wouldn't i'm not sure if her ears was popping or anything but I don't think they were like it didn't seem like she was balling her ears or anything I just felt like she just was Losing her mind being on the plane for that long because we was on there for like an hour and a half. You know, an hour and a half to a child is like seven hours just sitting still. So she showed her she showed her ass at the beginning on the, first, on the flight there. But on the way back, she slept the whole way through. So that was cool. Um, just look forward to doing more family trips, um, taking solo trips, taking trips with my brothers and um, whatever homies I can uh, link up with in whatever state they in. See what attractions they got down there, but overall, great trip to Texas. Um, definitely going back at some point. I don't know when. Um, they they heat is not up in the hundreds, but that'll probably be the time I go back. Going there in the middle of I'm mean, at the beginning of August is uh, that's a fucking no go for me again. Ain't nowhere in hell I'm gonna do that again. So, I said Dallas was a great time. If y'all haven't went out to Dallas, Texas, definitely. Investing, trying to make a trip out there. Everything's affordable. We had an Airbnb. I want to say, it was maybe ten of us there. We paid like one fifty a night, maybe two hundred a night, and it was um. It had like five or six rooms in the house, like nice as hell. That was my first time staying at Airbnb, but the rooms were pretty much all on queen size bed. We had one. We had like three or four kids with us, so we had a um, a room with four bunk beds in it. So they all slept peaceful. Like, I said, overall, it was a great trip. Well planned out. We just couldn't, um, we got there a little late the first time, so we had to switch flights. So we weren't able to all sit with each other. But overall, definitely make sure y'all getting y'all some trips in. If you haven't been to Dallas, definitely um, take flight out there. It's so many places y'all can go. If y'all got any questions of what some places I would recommend, just hit me up and I'll let y'all know. Like I said, we went to a, a few places like off top, I could think of was Toasties. That was a breakfast spot. We went to Waterburger. We had Burger, And, um, well, we ate at her um, uncle's house because he barbecued and shit. So I said it is a lot, but definitely a, a, a great time and always good being around family, getting to meet the other side of the family as well. Um, moving into the We Are Woke segment, I got a little bit of information for y'all. I just wanted to speak on. The um, first thing I want to speak on, I got to speak on my boy, goddamn James Brown. I've just found out, and this might be new to y'all or it might not be, but um, a meme popped up the other day, and every time I see memes pop up, I always go back to um, verify that this shit is legit, and sure enough, it was legit. Back in um, 19... 19- what was it, 1964, it said? 1964, they introduced the Learjet 23, and it was introduced as American six- to eight-seater twin jet, um, what is known as a, a private jet. The first African-American to purchase one, a Learjet 23, in 1966, two years later, was the one and only James Brown, the King of Soul. I had no idea he was the first one. I just thought they was a little mean, but... Yeah, he was the first one to own a private um a private jet. They said in the nineteen seventies, Brown was forced to sell his Learjet jet twenty three to pay back taxes he owed IRS. So it was I mean it's it's history in the making, but at the same time, when you get that damn private jet, you gotta make sure you got that money to um pay them tax folks. And I know back in the seventies and stuff, you see it all the time, like with the Ozzy brothers. A lot of people back in the seventies, hell, even now, Wesley Snipes and all them. They don't pay them taxes. They feel like once you get to a certain um, level of stardom, they feel like they can just avoid tax-free. Like, everything is tax-free to them. So he ended up having to um, sell it. But overall, the king is sold. James Brown is the first private jet owner. Black American, that is. Um, the last thing I want to speak to y'all about on the weird Woke segment was the... Um, I'm back on my investment shit. I, I haven't been investing for a while. I've had a couple of um cryptocurrencies sitting around that I um actually forgot about. I just ain't been checking it. But now that like I said financially, I'm starting to be able to put money to the side for certain shit I want to invest in. And um I end up running across the uh SoFi, the SoFi app, which is um investing in IPOs and crypto. And um I end up Talking to one of my homies that's been making, like he's been making a killing. What he said he's been doing is for pretty much the whole year, he's just been part-time in this job and just watching the stocks and investing in it for that day. Whatever, once they hit big, he take that money out and just invest with the rest of that money. So he is able to make a couple of 100 hundred k, so four 500K in a year just off stocks. And I just wanted to pass that information into y'all and just break down what y'all can do on how y'all can um, get a part of this. The first thing you want to do is um download the Sofi app, get your information logged in there, your um bank account or your card linked to it just so you can um transfer money in there. So what I did the first day, I probably just put $20 in there and bought a couple stocks. And now every every paycheck I'm gonna either probably like throw a 100 or 200 dollars in there. And what one thing another thing you have to do is download um Reddit. They have um they have different pages on there, different groups that you can join. And one is labeled the, um, what is it called? The short squeeze chart. And what the short squeeze sh- uh, chart is, it pretty much shows you the stocks that you should be investing in. It's getting the biggest um, payback right now. Who's getting the biggest increase that day or for that week or projections. And those are ones, like I said, it's not gonna always hit, but it's a lot of them that's hitting that you can, for example, you could throw $5 on there and it could shoot up to $23 in one day. So if you throw up, like I say, you throw like a hundred on there, you could throw that to, you can make that to almost a thousand dollars just in one place. So if, like I said, all you got to do pretty much is download the SoFi app, put your information in and start investing, start looking at the IPOs, look at the crypto and um, on that short squeezed um, chart that you're going to look up on Reddit. It shows you all of them in order. Like I said, um, they got it where it's like the top five, the top 20, look at each one, click on there, see what the average is for the week, and um, just buy a couple stocks. It don't have to be a lot, just buy a couple of them and just double your money if anything, withdraw, put that back in your bank and just keep on feeding off that money, that little extra money you got in there. So I'm just trying to find ways to put extra um income in my pockets, you know? um you we have to find more ways than one um income i understand like most of us got a 9 to 5 some of us like as me like um got um veteran uh va disability from um time served in service so that's two sources of income but it's got to be more like as far as with me i'm i want to do the streaming i want to do short films and investing that's five different ways of getting income and at some point I'm like I said I'm 35 within the next years I want to be retired that I don't have to work my lady don't have to work my kids set for life and that's what I'm going to get to I'm not going to let nobody stop me um and y'all should be doing the same we got to invest for the future we can't die with the money we got to leave it to somebody and why not leave it to your kids so they can have somewhere to start because I know most of us people my age younger than me a lot of us didn't have that um coming up we didn't have that um that income that um source of income coming up so y'all just keep looking out for that. Again, download SoFi the app, download Reddit the app. If you got any more questions, if you don't understand what I'm saying, contact me. I will give you the breakdown of what I know. I will tell um I'll send you a list, just example of what the list is right now. And you can just go from there, pick out a few stocks you want and work towards um making some money off of them. We're gonna wrap this show up with the um the top five and Speaking of top, for my top five, this is just in the honor of, I want to say yesterday was the birth of hip hop. That is the birthday of hip hop. Um, I want to say they said it's like thir- um, back in the 70s when hip hop was born, early 70s. So um, today is the, yesterday was the birthday for hip hop. So I want to just keep it music. I just wanted to say my top five music by the cities and states. And what, by, what I mean by that is who got the, who's, Producing the best music as of right now. And to me, right in order. Um, well, starting with number five, I'ma say Cali. They got a lot of artists out there that's going crazy. Um, number four is New York. Number three is Atlanta. They you know they got everybody, they got Lil Baby leading in the front. They got they got everybody. Um Memphis, with the way that CMG's set up right now, with Moneybag, Yo Gotti, um, Glorilla. Mozzie coming to the label and all that shit. They got Memphis going hard. Even though Mozzie not from Memphis, but he's he's repping CMG. So I gotta put them in number two. But number one right now, to me, I was telling my boy that um Michigan got it on lock as far as music. They just got they got too many people. They got V's, they got um Icewear Vezo they got Peasy, they got Babyface Ray. They they just got too many fucking hitters right now, man. And um Hell, I could name more, but I said it's so many right now. So I feel like Michigan is number one in music right now. So salute to Detroit, um, Michigan, Michigan, all over Flint, all of them that's um, producing that great music. Y'all keep it coming. Make it, keep it a competition. No beef, keep it clean, but um, keep producing this great music um, for the music heads like me, man. I love listening to music. Um, I can't go a day without listening to music. Shit, that's, one of the best things about waking up in the morning is being able to put them ear pods in your ear and go about your day at work, just listen to some different type of music, classic music, all type of shit. But right now, for sure, when it comes to rap, Michigan number one. So that's all I got for y'all. If y'all didn't um, I'm pretty sure y'all heard at the beginning. Um, salute to my brother Jerry. He made me an intro finally on the beat, put a couple bars down. Let me know what y'all think about it. I posted the video on um Instagram. Snapchat, and Facebook. Let me know what y'all think about it, Um, if y'all fucking with it or not. That's going to be the intro from here on out with the outro Um, on the the videos once I bring back the visuals in this next week or two when I get this laptop. So that's it for me today, y'all. I want to thank y'all for tuning into the We Are Woke podcast. Again, if you haven't already, like, share, subscribe to the channel. I'm looking for... um, If you're looking to be a guest on the, the We Are Woke podcast, inbox me. Um I want to start doing interviews this month. Um I should be able to get at least 2 in this month. I already got one scheduled for this month. Um I got one more. I got to get somebody scheduled for this um the last week of August, but after that I'm pretty much booking everybody up. I'm going straight down a list on everybody that want to be a part of the show. So, if you want to be on there and tell your side of the story, yo, just explain your story. Like, what is it about you that makes you special? Um Things that you've been through in life. Tell us about your childhood. If you want to share that type of information, if you want to um, promote any of your businesses you got going on, promote anything that can be positive for the community, um, DM me and we're going to make that happen on this platform. That's what my platform is made for. I just want to um, see everybody be great. So catch me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, We Awoke Podcast for um, Facebook and um, Instagram, um, as far as the streaming, Apple, Spotify, our heart radio, um, YouTube next, um, in the next two weeks. So thank y'all for tuning in. I'm your host, Demetrius. Y'all be easy. I'm out.